0: We are glad that everybody's here. Right, stormy day. I found out I have a, a convertible and then my top was open even though everything wasn't. Got in the car and it's like, wow, there's a lot of water in here. So it was, a uh, yeah. I had a bird bath, but no bird. So all I'm missing is a bird. So what I need to do later is go out and catch a bird and it can just go in there. So there's, there's something to do there. Uh, never a dull moment. And it's called life, but it's all right if you go through it with Jesus. So we're going to look at Romans chapter 14, we're dealing with how to have a faith that's full. A faith that's full. And it's essential in this crazy life that we live. So, preacher, did you really care about your car having some water in it? (laughs) Not really. So, I'd like to look at Romans chapter 14. And we kind of titled this, Help a Brother Out. Because really, that's what it's about. And so, uh, we're uh, remodeling our apartment and uh, they allowed us to do some remodeling and they actually lent us my neighbor lent me his dog to help remodel the apartment and well do you know what part the dog good at? roofing but anyways oh, oh. so help a brother out so in romans chapter 14 when you get two people together you have differences <laughs> okay And so this is about our non-essential differences and how to deal with them. And when brothers are different, what do we do? Do we break them down? No, we're supposed to help a brother out. So I was listening to these identical twins and one of them was speaking and he said, for twins, every similarity has a difference. You know that even identical twins are different. And I thought, wow, well, what about if you put a bunch of non-identical people in a church? There may be some more differences than you have With identical twins, right? So how do we deal with all of these differences? How do we deal with people who aren't like us, who don't do things like us? So verses 1 to 9, we're going to deal with helping that brother out, helping that sister out. And that's really how we should focus on our differences. I'm not talking about sin, but things that we do different. And uh, in life, how do we deal with each other? So verses 1 to 9. Verses 1 to 9. And I, there's some real blessings in this in Romans chapter 14. The first nine verses is don't judge others. Non-essential differences. That's really not our job. And, and I'm going to explain that. Let's just, let's just log in to the Word of God. Verse 1. Him that is weak in the faith, receive ye. This is talking about the church and the congregation. So him that is weak in the faith, receive ye. Let him in to the congregation but not to doubtful disputations. What is that? Arguments over things that, you know, you're not really sure about. And so let's look at some of them. For one, believeth that he may eat all things. Another who is weak, eateth herbs. Now, if you're herb, that's a problem, right? Run, herb. He's going to eat herbs. But let not him that eateth Despise him that eateth not. And let not him which eateth not judge him that eateth, for God hath received him. So, there are some things that we don't exactly deal with in our day and age, but God can really help us to understand how to deal with differences. In this time and place, there were Jewish Christians. Now, Jews had a strict dietary regimen. So when a Jew would get saved and he's a new Christian, some of them would be like, um, I'm, can I eat pork, not eat pork? Can I eat something sacrificed to an idol because it's not kosher? Uh, maybe I'll just eat vegetables. I'm, I'm just going to just give up meat because I don't want to be messed up with God. And so that's what these, these brand new Jewish Christians were doing. And some folks may not have understood it. and They're like, they... They read one thing and they hear one thing. They're like, well, I'm just not going to eat any meat. I'm just going to be right with God. So the Bible says, if you're more mature, and you know that it's not about that, we know that all creatures of God are good. That's what the Bible says. And none to be refused. That means that as a Christian, you have the free moral agency to eat cracklings. You have the free moral agency to eat pickled pig's feet. I ate, I ate them twice, right? My first and my last time, right? <laughs> One time. And my pastor, he, he, someone had got some, and they're about as nasty as you can get. So Now, that's my personal opinion, because some people probably tear them up, okay? But there's new Christians that really might be in a battle about eating pork. About, now, this is in, in the times of the Jews, okay? But the Bible says, let's not judge that brother, because... He doesn't eat pork. Even though he doesn't know that it's okay to do it, just lift him up. We're supposed to help the brother out. You see, we don't really face that in 2021. You know what we do face? (laughs) People still think, and especially Christians, that food is somehow moral. Oh, that's bad. That food is bad. Uh, No, it's a donut. It's not... It's doesn't, it's not evil or good. It's just flour and sugar. <laughs> so well, this food is good. No, that's just the dead fish. That's not good either. So somehow people, have you ever heard that? Oh no, I, I've been bad. I ate McDonald's. No, you're actually not bad. McDonald's is just food. But that's kind of that leftovers, but people actually would judge others on their understanding of what they could eat or couldn't eat. Because we've kind of grown up. It's like, well, oh, preacher, I only eat free-range chicken and, and organic vegetables. I don't eat regular vegetables like you peasants. You know, I eat organic vegetables. That means they grow them with doo-doo. That's what organic means, okay? Gross. Okay? Or I don't eat pork. pork. You ever had someone like, oh, I don't eat pork. Well, okay. You know, that, that's fine if you don't eat pork. Or I don't eat meat. Like... Great, you know, if you don't eat meat. You know, these things are, I only eat salmon salmon and brown rice. Well, I'll pray for you. I mean, that's okay. But people, they ascribe value to food. Brethren, it's just food. But you see, in the early church, they were judging one another because they didn't know uh, their liberties in Christ to eat anything they wanted. So if a brother said, well, I'm just not going to eat pork or I'm just not going to eat meat, the, the mature Christians were slamming them instead of saying, hey, bro, just keep praying and, and God bless you and keep coming to church and let God deal with you. And that's what, what we're supposed to do. See, the, the Jews had dietary restrictions, but there was even a spiritual side to that. Do you remember the two things that they had to have for them to eat their meat, the certain type of meat? that they had to chew the cud the animal had to chew the cud and it had to have a cloven hoof right a split hoof exactly so those two things so a preacher that was just physical characteristics but there's always something spiritual in the bible so the animals when they chewed the cud they would actually like kind of swallow stuff and they had like a bunch of like a cow with a bunch of stomachs and they'd regurgitate it up and just have you ever seen a cow just chew As Christians, we should be that way. We should be meditative. We shouldn't just be like, let me me think about what I read. There's a spiritual characteristic in chewing that cud in being thoughtful. And what about cloven-footed? That's separate, right? It's interesting because Christians are supposed to come out from among them and be separate. Not in our food, but in our whole life. So those two characteristics, there was greater than just the Jews. That's what we can take from it as Christians. We should meditate. We should be different. But the Bible says in verse four, we need to help a brother out. So who art thou that judgest another man's servant? To his own master he standeth or falleth. Yea, he shall be holding up, for God is able to make him stand. You know, everybody was a beginning Christian at one time. Everybody was a beginning Christian at one time you know what beginning christians need a whole heap of grace (laughs) i like what one person said i'll just i don't remember who who said it but i'll just repeat it what are the three things you need to make it to heaven pray one two read your bible three do what you know to do now that's different with every one of us Because we're all in a different level of Christianity. Brother Miller might be at level 10. I might be at level 5. Sister might be at level 727. (laughs) Right? She's like, wow, I'm at least at 728, Pastor. But anyway, so, but we're all at different levels. Say, well, preacher, but there's just someone who's lower than me. Well, you know what? They walk in the light with God. And God's going to hold them up. But preacher, they still do this and they do that hey, well, that's all right. Or they don't know they can do this. Well, give them some time to walk with God. We needed it too. And you know what? The Bible says that fellowship with, with Christ will clean someone up. You know, the preacher's not going to change anybody. Christ is. You know, that when uh, when I came to church, I, I, I didn't know what was going on. The preacher could have had me for lunch if he wanted to, you know, be real strict and serious. But I just needed to be encouraged. I needed to you know, have the preacher tell me, wait, you got saved. You're not going to hell like every day. You don't need to get saved every service. I now, mean, I thought I had to come back and get saved like every service. I just was convicted about stuff, stuff that didn't bother me, bothered me. I used to watch Baywatch. What's Baywatch? It was just you know, instructive swimming kind of TV show. No, it was a bunch of naked people in bathing suits, right? But it was what people watched. It was, a, it was a show. And then I got saved and I'm like, man, I'm trying to watch it. And, you know, kind of like, oh, I'm not really watching it. for... That's just her personality, right? You know, those are her personalities, you know, right? They're personalities, right? But God began to deal with me about things. It was God. It wasn't the preacher. But you know that God will deal with everybody. And you know, the Holy Ghost, there's one Holy Ghost. Give him a shot. We'll just lift people up. Give the Holy Ghost a shot. That's why it's been shared. Just bring someone to church. The Holy Ghost will deal with them. Preacher might not even touch on it, but Pastor Davis was shared, he got saved when a preacher, there were two preachers preaching, two Baptist preachers. One was preaching about foot washing. Foot washing? And the other one, I don't know, but he was in the back and he got saved. And so you don't know what God is dealing with people's hearts about. And, you know, my pastor got saved, and guess what? He smoked cigarettes after he got saved. Say, so, well, then he's going to hell. Show me in the Bible where it says you can't smoke cigarettes. Now, I'm not saying that you should go out and try it, but after a while, God dealt with him about it, and he, you know, realized it's probably not a good habit to have, healthy health-wise, but it's not strictly condemned, so let's not go condemning people for stuff that's not in the Bible. Well, no one should smoke. right. But no one should eat 24 Twinkies either, right? But we, people do that, right? But these are the doubtful things we shouldn't judge people about. Amen. I mean, it's just not in there. So your body's a temple. Okay, so if everyone's a pound overweight, then you're a sinner. Really? I mean, I know where it's But Come on, let's give people a break. Amen. Now, if someone wants to smoke in my car, I don't know about that. Okay, just hang out in the back and, and finish. That's okay. And then we'll go home. Man, I, I love my, my father and my wife's father used to both smoke. My, my wife's father, he quit before she was born. And my father got like a, a bad, like cold or something. And so my father quit around the time I was born. So it's not something I grew up with. But guess what? We're not like some pure as wind-driven snow. We just live like everybody else in the world, okay? So... Uh, if a brother is down, the Bible says, shouldn't we make him stand? In Galatians chapter six and verse one, if we're mature, we shouldn't be pointing down at everybody; we should be lifting him up, brethren. If a, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, man, if we're spiritual, restore such an one. In what spirit? Meekness. Hey, bro. Hey, sis. You can see that they're like in a battle because the devil's a liar. He's a liar. You ever just call him that? Liar! I don't know where you are. (laughs) I say, you liar! Restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Isn't that what Peter said when the guy was down there? He was at the gate, beautiful, and, you know, he's a lame man. Peter's like, yeah, you should have, you know, obeyed the OSHA regulations. You fell off, and that's why you're messed. No, he didn't say that. He said... In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he said, I'm going to help you up. He said, rise up. And that was a miracle. And he took him by the hand, and he lifted him up, and God did a miracle. You know, that's what God wants us to do. Go by someone who's by the side of the road, their life's all messed up, and just say, hey, the power of Jesus Christ, you can lift up out of that thing. And God will give you the strength to do it. So the Bible says in verse 5, how do we deal with our differences? Don't judge each other. Give them a break, okay? Remember that commercial? Give me a break. Give me a break. Give me a break of that Kit Kat bar. I don't know who brought those on Sunday, but it was awesome. So someone brought Kit Kats. One man esteemeth one day above another. Another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. He that regardeth the day regardeth it unto the Lord. He that regardeth not the day to the Lord, he doth not regard it. He that eateth eateth to the Lord, for he giveth God thanks. And he that eateth not to the Lord, he eateth not and giveth God thanks. So some people still, the Jewish Christians, they would like, well, what day is the Sabbath now that I'm a Christian? There is no Sabbath. But some Christians would be like, but but preacher, we have the Sunday. That's the Christian Sabbath. No, it's not. We worship the Lord, but there's no like appointed Sabbath day in the New Testament. That was between the Lord and the Jews and it was given to them a sign and uh, but some new Christians would be like I still need to keep the Sabbath I can't work on Saturday that's not gonna send you to hell if you don't work on Saturday if you want to keep the Sabbath go ahead that's what he was saying he's doing it under the Lord if they want to keep the Sabbath they're not hurting anybody out there robbing banks they're just sitting there worshiping God leave him alone he's doing it under the Lord what if he doesn't want to eat meat that's okay He's doing it unto the Lord. Um, You see, when Jesus bowed his head and received the vinegar on the cross, you know what he said? He said three words. He said, it is finished. There was no law anymore. Because all the law was the bulls and goats. And the Bible says in Hebrews that it's not possible for the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. It was just a figurative But the the thing that took away sins was Christ's death on the cross that would do an inward work and it would be a one-time deal. So when Jesus died on the cross, what did he say? That old covenant of bulls and goats is done. The Sabbath is done. The law of Leviticus is done. All of the meats and the pork. And and, uh, look, I I don't really like pork, okay? And... uh, I grew up eating uh, like pork chops and all this kind of stuff, and maybe it was a cheap meat and that's why we ate it, but, uh, but uh, you know what, I don't have anything against it, man, I'll eat a rib, I'll tear up some ribs, and uh, it's not sinful to eat pork, it's like, well, I'm being bad today eating pork. Well, it's bad because there's a bunch of fat on it, you know, that means you shouldn't have it every day, okay, because that's anything though, anything can have a lot of fat on it, but uh, it's yummy. So, But the Bible says that Jesus took that old covenant out. The new covenant is through Christ on the cross. The Bible said, but this man, Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 12, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. Jesus did away with the Sabbath. There is no Sabbath. There's no Christian Sabbath. Oh, that's Sunday. No, it's not. That's just what's called. Now, the church celebrates the Lord's Day. It really wasn't the Catholic church that instituted this, okay? When Jesus was risen, Mark chapter 16 and verse 9, early the first day of the week. That was why, that's why we go to church on Sunday. It's because we're commemorating Christ's resurrection from the dead. The first day of the week is Sunday. What about the first Easter service? That same day at evening, being the first day of the week, the doors were shut, Jesus appeared first easter service sunday it was actually in the evening right well the church follows the model in the word of god and that, but it's not the sabbath and then paul acts chapter 20 and verse seven and upon the first day of the week when the disciples came not the catholic church but the early church they came together to break bread he preached on the first day uh first corinthians chapter 16 and verse 2 And upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store. So there's another first day. What about John in Revelation? He said, I was in the spirit on what day? The Lord's day. And, you know, a lot of uh, English doesn't call it, calls it Sunday, the day of the sun. Like, that's dumb. But a lot of other languages, they got it right. Like Domingo in Spanish. You know what that means? The Lord's day. French, Dimanche. The Lord's Day. Uh, what is it in Greek? Kiriyaki. That sounds like teriyaki, right? Could I have some Kiriaki? No, that's Sunday in Greek. You can't have that. We serve teriyaki, sir. How about yakasoba? No. Kiriyaki means the Lord's Day. And what about Russian? I love Russian. In that used to be communist nation, Vaskresenya. It means he is risen or resurrection. That's why we go to church on Sunday. But it's not because of the Sabbath. We're not like keeping the law. We're just worshiping the Lord on his day. And you know what? The law did have a shadow of things to come. It's good to slow down. Because if you slow down, you can go fast. No, preacher, that doesn't make any sense. Have you ever seen a race? Most races are on a track, right? Oh, pedal to the metal all the way around. No, they'd make it about a quarter of the way around and end up in the stands. Because when a turn comes up, you know what you have to do? Slow down to go fast. If you keep your pedal to the metal, you'll blow out. And it's the same thing in God. We need to just slow down and go through that turn and start that new week with God and just let God have his way in our family. Let God do a reset. You know what? You can mow your lawn on Sunday. A lot of people say, well, he mows his lawn on Sunday. Who cares? It doesn't. Now, as a preacher, there's things I don't do to be a testimony. You can do it. You can wash your car on Sunday. That's a sin. Show me in the Bible. It's not a sin. But if you slow down, it's the best thing for your family. Come together, do a puzzle, go for a walk with your wife, uh, you know, uh, make some dinner for your family, worship the Lord. Why? Because we're going to go slow to go fast. Because on Monday, we're kicking out with all of the blessings of Jesus Christ on us. And we're going to be all fired up. And Monday, look out, devil. Here we come. Verse 7. For none of us liveth to himself, and no man dieth to himself. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord. And whether we die, we die unto the Lord. So it's getting a focus. It's not about us against the brothers. It's us and God. Okay. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ both died and arose and revived that he might be both the Lord, both of the dead and the living. So verses 10 to 12, what will be judged? So if that's not important, like whether or not you eat pork or whether or not you, you know, have a keto diet or you're paleo. It's like, you know, all these things like uh, used to be what Atkins diet. There's going to be another one next year. And look, keto works. I saw a sister. She lost like a quarter of her. It went away. I mean, she was like the same head, different body. And I saw her at conference and I was like, whoa, I'd say her name, but I don't want her to hear it. She looked really good. And I heard it was keto. So there's all kinds of diets that work, but look, it doesn't mean that someone's better because they're on a certain diet. Okay. Food is just food. You eat it. And guess what? Thank God that toilet paper's in stock because it comes back out, doesn't it? So (laughs) doesn't look as good but anyway but what will be judged verses 10 to 12 but why dost thou judge thy brother or why dost thou set at not thy brother here's the here's the thing and brethren this this will make me you know kind of check myself for we shall all stand before the judgment seat of christ have you ever had to stand you're not going to get to sit down right now the preacher's standing we're all sitting but guess what when you get to heaven The Lord's going to be sitting, and we're going to be standing, and our life is going to be played before God. I'm not talking about whether you eat pork or Krispy Kremes or had too much soda, okay? I'm talking about our life, and it's going to be on the screen or in the books or however he— and uh, you're just going to have to stay there. I hope no one else is in the room. It's just like me and Jesus. Like, hey, Jesus, these people can leave, right? Because there's like some kind of water slides around here. They can go play in heaven because I don't want anyone else to see— Notice, for it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue confess to God. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. And you know, the worst thing that God will play back to us, I think, is our own words Mm -hmm. at an altar. Oh, God, if you do this, I'll never. And then God like clip. Okay, so why'd you do that? And you'd be like, well, you see, it was like this, God. I mean, we're in a, you can't tap dance with God because you can't pull one over on someone who knows everything. But brethren, that's what we should be thinking out. One day we're going to stand before Jesus. I need to keep my own self in line. I need to make sure my own backyard, you know, my own uh, metaphorical backyard is cleaned up. That there are no skeletons in the closet because one day I'm going to give account to Jesus. That's serious stuff, but... We can do it with joy. This isn't for salvation. It's for your reward, okay? Well, what about our sins? They're judged at the cross. This is the judgment seat of Christ for your reward in heaven. And we all should look for a reward. Verse 13 to 21, how to look at doubtful things. Let us therefore not, let us not therefore judge one another any more, but judge us rather that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. We should help a brother out. You know, this uh, person said um, they saw a guy come racing out of the local flower shop like a thief, full of all these, you know, random products from the flower shop. And then the shop owner rushed out after the thief. And I I couldn't help, the person said, so I just yelled encouragement to the owner of the store. Run, florist, run! (laughs) But the Bible said, let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. We should provoke one another like, man, sister, you can do it. You can can make it. And God's going to bless you. And just encourage one another. Tell someone a joke and make them laugh. And, And I know and I'm persuaded by the Lord Jesus. There's nothing unclean of itself. Food is just food. The Bible said it's sanctified by the word of God in prayer. But to him that esteemeth anything to be unclean... To him, it is unclean. And we'll get to that because we serve God with our hearts. So if we think something's wrong and we do it anyway, there's a problem. If I'm going 50 and I think the speed limit's 40, I'm wrong. You know why? Well, I'm wrong with the law, okay? Maybe not with the Lord, but you're wrong because, well, the speed limit's actually 60. Well, you're not going to get a ticket, but in your heart, you're overriding your conscience. That's what it comes down to. And that's what it's explaining. That's why you don't want to judge other brethren that are so, they're fragile in God. The Bible said, but if the brother be grieved with thy meat, now walk thou walkest thou, not charitably. Destroy not him with thy meat for whom Christ died. So you don't eat your pork sandwich around the new Jewish Christian that just got saved. Because, and don't wash your car right next to the brother, you know, on Sunday morning after church, because he might think that that's a sin. So give him some grace. Why? The Bible said we can destroy folks. I don't want to destroy anybody. I want to help someone get to God. So a preacher, it's not wrong to wash your car, but some people think that. See, when someone gets saved, they grew up. We have to understand people grew up a certain way. Okay? There's a lot of history with people, and they might have been told their whole life, you can't do that. You can't watch TV on Sunday. <laughs> whatever. I mean, whatever rules that were, right? So give some grace and just keep people encouraged. Don't do those doubtful things around new people, okay? let not then your good be evil spoken of because that's what's going to happen for the kingdom of god is not meat and drink but righteousness and peace and joy in the holy ghost the rightness of god the peace that results and the joy that comes out of being right and having the peace of god that's what people need to see in our lives show some joy at work so some joy at home i love at night just to kind of laugh with my family make my daughter laugh which makes my wife laugh which makes me laugh which is free Amen. You don't even have to have a prescription. I mean, a prescription. For he that in these things, and it does good like a medicine. So. For he that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. Samuel was accepted to God and approved of men. Jesus grew in God and was approved of men. And so focus on pleasing God because the Bible says when a man's ways please the Lord, in Proverbs 16 and verse 7, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. You just focus on pleasing God. That's all we got to do. Pastor Olson said something like this. Two things in life. I've got to please God and help people. Man, that's simple. Not easy, but it's simple. Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace, and the things wherewith one may edify one another. Why? Because if we disagree about Sabbath and, and you know, whether it's okay to drink, you know, some... Uh, wouldn't drink like grape juice because the nazarites would weren't allowed to drink anything that came from the vine so if you drank grape juice which is fruit of the vine they called it wine in the bible not all wine was alcoholic then a new nazarite christian would be like they're drinking wine and they said they're holy with christ and that might mess somebody up but all of these things they're non-essential differences let people be different and focus on the things we can night around the love of God, encouragement, getting men and women built up in Christ. Why? Because you know if someone's different, right? You're not going to convince them anyway. If someone's a Democrat, you're not going to make him a Republican. If someone's a Republican, you're not going to make them a Libertarian. A man convinced against his will, have you ever heard this? He's of the same opinion still. They might be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and walk out and think the same thing. Like you make your kids sit down. Sit down, or I'll make you sit down. And they sit down, right? Because they're smaller, right? And then they raise their hand and go, Daddy, yeah. Daddy, I'm sitting down on the outside. But inside, I'm still standing up, right? (laughs) Because (laughs) as parents, we have positional leadership, right? We can make kids do something. But, you know, as your kid gets older, you want to switch tactics. And you want to go to persuasive leadership, which is... Persuading them to want to do it, not telling them, but selling it so that they want to do the right thing. Because one day they're going to walk out the door, and they're not going to ask anymore. We want to do the right things? Okay, let me go. I got like three verses, real quick. For meat, destroy not the work of God. All things indeed are pure, but it is evil for that man who eateth with offence. Okay, a man consulted his doctor. So I've been misbehaving, doc, and my conscience is troubling me. So the doctor said, so you want something that will strengthen your willpower? And the guy said, well, I know I was thinking of something that would weaken my conscience. <laughs> <laughs> but it is good neither to eat flesh nor to drink wine or anything whereby thy brother stumbleth or is offended or is made weak. Why? Verse 22 and verse 23, there's a summary. Hast thou faith? And we all should have faith. Have it to thyself before God. Man, if you're so mature in God, praise God. But it said, and it said, happy is he that condemneth not himself in the thing which he alloweth. You know, God will allow you to enjoy and have a good time, rejoice in the Lord with all of your heart. And you can enjoy things like pork and all these other things. They're not condemned by the word of God. There's all kinds of freedom in Christ. And then it says the last thing. He that doubteth is damned if he eat because he eateth not of faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. That's why we have to help a brother out, because if you've ever played that game
1: on a sidewalk,
0: step on the crack and break your mother's back, she didn't do it because her mom's still here, right? So. You no, know, Nikita was careful. We used to play that game and try to push, we were evil, try to push those people on the crack so they would break their mother's back. And if you loved your mom, you would avoid all of the cracks. And I think if he had lived in a bad neighborhood and all was all cracked up, all those counted. It was any crack. Would it break your mother's back? Of course not. But that's what it's talking about. You don't want to do something that you think is wrong, okay? That's what it comes down to, just having our conscience right before God. And you know what? If you're not sure about something, man, ask your pastor, and he can show you in your Bible. Why? Because we don't want to live a doubtful life. It was a crazy year last year. This year is Faith Forward 2021. Let's live a life of faith. Amen. God bless you is our prayer.